0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
1: It feels good to be back in this room. I'm not going to lie. It, does that make me? A, what does that make you? If you if you're on vacation, and I, I had to say the first three days or so, the first day it takes Like Katrina always tells me, and she like warns people that go with me, like. Give Adam at least twenty four hours then before he stops being an asshole, and then he settles <laughs> he settles down. She she knows me so well. She's like it, he still takes that a whole day to like get out <laughs> of that mode and like you're on vacation, relax, stay off your phone, put your feet up, relax. So the first day is a, a wash for me, yeah. And then I think after about two or three days of Got com- slip him a Mickey, complete relaxation. I think then. I can like settle down, but then I'm already like, okay, I got it. I'm rested. Give it to me. It's time to work again. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> like the, the last day already, I was already back on my phone and doing work oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and she's yeah, just yeah. like, there, there goes. There you go. Here it was go. it was fun while it lasted.
2: I can tell that you went to Mexico by your skin tone. Yeah. Justin, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. What are you at talking all? about, dude? I you're, totally got uh nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. You don't yeah. go you don't you don't get any darker at all? No, it's it's a beautiful thing. I like reflect it's beautiful the thing. sun. <laughs> it's you're right. like you know what I mean? <laughs> Your skin's made out of like zinc oxide or but something. But it was impressive because there was, like was a lot of mylar. white people
3: there that were just like fried like lobsters, you know, and then me and Courtney have like the same skin and it was just like I had no idea. Like I I'm like, where's the sun? I got. Do, I
2: got no sun. Did you now? Do you have to like apply sunscreen consistently and continuously? You know,
3: we did, but like, I mean, we were in the sun all day, and I only applied it like once. Really?
2: Yeah. So where you guys were at, you guys had a lot of sun because where I went, I was in uh, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto but I, I had right. to, to put that accent on A lot of people
1: thought we were together. I had to explain to people that we were in different places. No, no,
2: yeah. no. I, I can't hang out with you guys that often. I think we have to <laughs> separate. <laughs> No, but I, uh, I went down for yeah, a wedding. You guys are dark as hell. No, I went down because um, Jessica's best friend or one of her best friends um, got married. Beautiful wedding, by the way. But the, we were there for, what, five days or whatever. All Except for the last day we were there, it was overcast. Oh it, really? The entire time. That sucks. Oh, man. it wasn't cold or anything. The weather was still, you know, nice. It was still warm. But then the final day, the sun comes. That's out. That's
1: crazy because you're not that far from us, right? Yeah. Puerto Vallarta is not that far from uh, Cabo. It's not. You guys, it's a
2: pretty good distance, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a plane ride away, yeah. but it's not like uh, it's not like comparing where Cancun is at. Cancun's a lot further south, like. I don't think you. I have to look. I have to look and see how far. But it's enough for the weather to be because our see weather, Cortez, not to brag or anything, but our weather was like eighty-five to eighty-seven. Oh, it was perfect, gorgeous, perfectly clear skies yeah. every single day. So, did
2: you guys stay in a resort or was this like a rented house? How did you get there? It's guys, a no, man.
1: It's a place I stay. Yeah, to go j- tell Justin. It was Justin's, a pin pad. Yeah, I didn't. I we didn't. We were like rock stars, dude. I didn't, uh, I didn't share with them. I wouldn't tell anybody where we were at, so I booked it, took care of everything, and then I told them after after they got to see it, right? It, let's put it this way. When we're out and about, the worst part about staying there is it, whenever they ask when people, like when you're out, they ask you where you're at, and then when you tell them that you're at Monte Cristo Estates, They're like oh, all of a sudden your bill yeah, goes yeah, up, yeah, 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 like oh yeah, that's oh, I a, see. yeah, venti, yeah. venti yeah, yeah, dollars yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> motherfucker? You just told me it was DS just a minute ago. Yeah, all Hold our on. cab rides
3: got like a lot more expensive. Yeah, did they, they really? Come yeah. on,
2: amigo. We, we were in. Uh, we went to one of those all inclusive uh, resorts, but it was a legit resort. We well, had, yeah, you
1: guys had it? I saw your view. You had a beautiful, bro. View. We, so
2: you? I got a room with a jacuzzi and the uh, balcony. Like I wanted to have a nice, nice nice setup and then the the food there was amazing but the the well best and worst thing about all-inclusive resorts is the fact that um alcohol
1: is plentiful yeah and you've already <laughs> paid for it well and you and feel I'm like the, you, you feel like you need to drink it because it's like because that's part bro, of the deal right you feel like yeah
2: it's the same thing when i go to a buffet if i go to a buffet it's the same <laughs> attitude as when i go to all-inclusive it's like okay uh so challenge I'm accepted getting my money's worth yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna set the curve right now i'm, I'm the bell curve i'm the guy that makes everybody else's bill go up so we drank a lot. Yeah. Well, a lot for me at least. Um, but you know, you wake up in the morning, you have a couple shots to yeah, keep Yeah, we,
3: we went hard one day specifically. We Did you? Really hard.
2: Dude, I went hard. I uh, couldn't even days. go. I couldn't even drink the next day. Like, Justin day. was trying to keep up with Katrina. Wait, 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 I wait. I was. Wait a minute.
3: Katrina's a champion. Hold on a second. By the you way,
2: you couldn't. Justin couldn't drink in one day? Like this next day? I was done, bro. I was like. He oh. was trying to hang with Katrina the whole That's time. That's weird because he has like several livers. I do. Yeah. I do. You know, we I confirmed like, that like, when we had the doctor come over and check him. Those cows. So, That's craziness. Yeah. Uh, then, then one day we went to downtown uh, Puerto Vallarta, which is gorgeous, by the way. Wonderful downtown, very nice and clean. We get there, we're walking around, and uh, there's like everywhere you go, you see signs, pharmacy, pharmacy. So I'm like, let's see what this is all about, because I've always heard Mexican pharmacy. You can pretty much get whatever you want.
1: No, you. So have you not, have you not been to anywhere in Mexico or not? Where, I've been. Where to, have you been? Where have I've you
2: been, been to Cabo. I've been to Cancun, but I've never gone off the resorts. So it was always always these all inclusive like relaxing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never went off. Right. Okay. So I'm like, let's see what this is all about. So I walk because I know I've, I've heard stories. Right. You can buy whatever you want in the pharmacy. So I go in there and right there, dude, is like it's like a fucking display. Like I walked into like Safeway or something. Right there, you've got <laughs> I every, and they advertise it Viagra xanax you know ritalin oh testosterone growth hormone like every like anything you can imagine Coca. Every, no they didn't have that <laughs> it's not that cool <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that kind of shit damn so i was like this is crazy I'll take 10 Viagra. <laughs> no, but, um, but hey,
1: yeah. You got no. a busy
3: weekend.
2: No, I didn't buy anything in there, but I thought that was pretty interesting. And then it made me wonder, like, you could buy steroids like that. How come there are not that many buff people walking around? You would think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you think everybody would just. And
1: why do they sell supplements? No, that's a perfect. Actually, that's a like, perfect. Why would you even buy creatine? Or that's anything? a perfect example of what we always talk about, that people always think that it's like this magic thing. You start taking testosterone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably a ton of guys that are over there that are, that are taking it and they don't look yeah. great at all. It's so important that you eat correctly and you train correctly. Because just because you take testosterone doesn't mean you're going to look like a. Bunch. It's
2: just so weird, you know. Yeah. But when I walked in there with so my plentiful, when I walked in there with my girlfriend, because uh, we went into a couple pharmacies, so I just I was just blown away. Every time I'd walk in, they would say the same thing to me: testosterone, <laughs> right uh, away, Viagra. Because they'd see me kind of built, and they see me with yeah. like this, you know, hot chick. They're like, oh, just assume, right? You need yeah. some, you need some testosterone and some Viagra, my friend. <laughs> we're gonna help you out on your vacation.
1: <laughs> I saw that you were you wore a suit to the wedding. Was it an indoor wedding or was it outdoor? No, it was outdoor. Oh, and you still wore a suit, huh? Yeah. Was, it wasn't more uh, linen and you sweating rel- your dick off. Or no,
2: what? it wasn't that bad, dude. I mean, it wasn't. It was actually the weather was beautiful. So that the day of the wedding, it was actually overcast. And then right as they were doing their vows, like the, the sky broke and the sun was coming through, it was like perfect. It's crazy when
1: you go to, wed- how many times I've been to a wedding like that where it's like, oh my God, this is gonna be, and then all of a sudden just the weather for the the ceremony. Mm-hmm.
2: It was definitely God. <laughs> uh, (laughs) I was was trying to get you to say (laughs) that. He was blessing
1: Did did you feel overdressed? Were you overdressed in comparison or was everybody uh, suited and booted for that?
2: No, everybody was wearing suits and stuff and, you know, everybody looked good. I think I looked the best, but...
1: (laughs) Typically when you're on the beach like that, it's normally kind of a...
2: It wasn't on the beach. It was on... It was like in this penthouse... That overlooked the beach, but it was no, it was open though. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, there wasn't a, a a ceiling or whatever. It was all open. Oh, okay. So
1: So it was like a indoor outdoor.
2: Yeah. It was super, super nice. We had a great, it was a good time, man. Big,
1: small. How big of the wedding was it? It was small. Imagine it's a destination wedding.
2: Yeah. It's like 50. Yeah. So, you know, if I ever were to get remarried again, uh, not, not that I ever would, but if I ever would. Uh, destination weddings, a way to do it, man. For sure. That's how oh you totally God, shrink yeah, the size dude. of your wedding.
1: Yeah, get rid of all the people that don't matter. For sure. Yeah. I mean, let's- Adam, get, yeah. get married when you- if, when, Uncle, if Uncle in, creepy, you it, know, he can't If and it.
2: when you do get married, I want that, go, go to like the Fiji Islands. Oh, so I,
1: I, bro, you 100%, Katrina and I have always, always talked about that. If, if we were to, this is how we would do it because I think when you, and I've been to several destination weddings, I love it because- only the people that really love you and care about you are going to spend that kind of money to come to your wedding because it costs money. To <laughs>
2: <them>. <laughs> you' just made everybody feel bad now <laughs> Yeah
1: right and the one, and then but here's the thing what you do you do that and then you come back and then you rent some cheap haul you get like four or five kegs and you for all your redneck friends that can't fly out there and do that you're like, hey, listen, we still got a time yeah. where we can celebrate and have a good time. do a backyard bash yeah, yeah.
2: we're that's, gonna have a barbecue in the backyard for yeah. everybody else that <laughs> can't yeah, did this, you guys that's the way to go. Did you guys do activities or anything?
1: Yeah, I did a little kayaking. I, I don't do shit when I go out there. I've been <laughs> so. Here was the deal. We we went there. So my Adam's been like a thousand times. Yeah, my so. sister and my brother in law they've never they've never been. Justin and Courtney have never been. Katrina and I. It's 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 tradition for us to go out there. So we we typically go to Mexico two times a year or so. And where we went is my favorite spot. I've stayed all over in Cabo, and so I made sure to tell everybody before I said, "Listen, please do not." Uh, not do things because I don't want to do it or I'm not going to go with you. So if you guys want to go rent a car and go do something, you want to go, you know, on these you know day trips and check things out, please go do that. Mm-hmm. I like to literally never leave my place, read a book, and lay in the. You pool. just want to relax. Yeah, and this is and the reason why this has become the the way these uh the, it's Monte Cristo Estates and they're, they're they're private villas. It's literally like a mini mansion mm-hmm. built into the top of a, a mountain. So you have. And over the most beautiful view of your own personal sunset every night. Yeah. So sick. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous on the bottom floor is the infinity pool on the top floor is a, you know, eight person jacuzzi up top. And then you have three master bedrooms. So everybody. And then I think we have three, four, five, we have five bathrooms Mm -hmm. and then you have huge living room, family room, dining room, and because you're on the Pueblo Bonita Resort, we still get all the amenities that anybody was on the resort. So we actually still have room service. We still have maids that clean the house every oh, single I see, day. I see. But then you have this private villa like you're in a home, right? So it's you don't need to ever leave. And yeah. once you've kind of – like I've done all the different things out, out and about around uh, Cabo, so I don't feel that. But my sister and brother, they never been there, so they rented a car one day. They took off. Dude, they're maniacs. Yeah, they're yeah. – and he's like – so he's super – as soon as he got there, he was like, "Okay, what are we doing?" Because I planned this, this, this. Like, he has like every minute. <laughs> he, like planned. had a surf trip by himself. He rented a car
3: to like drive up north and just like do this whole surfing thing. Like, well, he had a really cool idea though. One of the first days, like he's like, "Dude, we're gonna go taco hopping," and he had like all these different like little little hole in the wall like places like planned out like with the best ratings and stuff. So we we walked around and. You know, had some margaritas. Probably, and-
2: probably shouldn't Google that taco yeah. hopping in Mexico. Okay, <laughs> oh. make, it, make it some yeah. weird pictures. Yeah, <laughs> oh. no,
1: that was actually really.
2: Pink we did. Do that. I did do
1: that with him, but the rest of the time, I think Katrina and I rarely ever left the place. Justin and Courtney, they went. They went on. They took off a few yeah, times. Yeah, we,
3: we went with them. Yeah, we we actually had. a – I liked where we were at because we could also walk. You know, from there to the to the other resort. So where where all the vacationers were and all these timeshare people and stuff. And like they had other big pools and stuff. Dude, one of the funniest things. So like one of the last days that were there whatever, we decided, okay, maybe there won't be as many people at this common pool area that was at the very top of this mountain. And it had a sick view and everything. And so we went to go where, uh, you know, they had the, the top part open that day that it was all these people that were just drinking like like savages and it was all old ass people it's like your parents and then like their parents you know what i mean like <laughs> old ass people and they're going hard they're going hard like like it's spring break <laughs> like not only that so i'm like oh my god there's way too many people up here so i go in the lower part and me and courtney are just trying to chill and we're we're, we're kind of watching the scene and it was like the best people watching thing ever dude all of a sudden, like, there's this, this group of, like, maybe, like, seven, like, old, old-ass ladies that were just, like, getting really rowdy, you know? And there's, like, Kanye or whatever bumping in the background, and they're just, like, all getting into it. They start leaning over this infinity pool. So we're in the bottom pool. They're leaning over, and they're like, Eah. dude, one of the ladies, their titties fall out. <laughs> oh, no. And she was, she had to be like seventy years old. I was no. like, oh my god, it's the oldest pair of titties I've ever seen. No. And it was like, and then how deep was and the? And we hole? were trying to hit we're like, hey, the lady, your titties are out. Like we were like yelling, we we're like, hey, you know, letting her know. I don't think she. Cares. And then she was just like, oh, and then she just took the whole thing off, and then her friend took her titties out, and I was just like, oh <laughs> just my, old titties oh everywhere. Oh my god,
2: <laughs> you it, know, people act crazy. Like when, it's burned
3: in my head, especially it's
2: like if you're on vacation and you're drunk. Like okay, so. This happened a couple times. They get this really weird vibes. Like me and you know, me and Jess will be out uh, in the pool and we're drinking or hanging out, whatever. And you know, she's you guys have seen what she looks like. She's pretty hot. She's built or whatever. And we're both hanging out together. And inevitably, there'll be some kind of older couple, not old but older, like in their like a little older than me, like in their mid forties or so. Kind of good looking, kind of fit, and they'll be eyeing us. While we're hanging out <laughs> partying, we'll, and then they'll come over. We'll start talking, and inevitably, it's always the woman will be like, "Man, you guys Ooh, are maybe they're down. You guys are a really hot couple. Yeah, they start getting compliments. Dude, like no, that. no, it yeah. wasn't like normal compliments. Like, oh, you yeah. you work out, or no, 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 it was like, man, you guys are a sexy so couple. You, you guys should hang out. You guys are a really hot. Yeah. It happened a few times. I'm like, are these people trying to? We, we got we got bottles. In are, they the room. Tri- are they trying to fuck us? Yeah. It's.
1: Yeah. I think it's something. I wish that, they'd tell us. I think it's something to do with Mexico because I feel like uh, oh, yeah. drugs are so readily available there. Yeah. Like you can't you can't walk on the island without someone offering you coca or mota like everywhere you go like you right. like you said you go to the pharmacy you can get so- Viagra Cialis testosterone so and I and then I think, I did
2: buy some mota on the beach I
1: feel like shitweed. a yeah. lot of these yeah it is of course it smells it literally smells like fucking grass you yeah. know I <laughs> but smoke a shit. A ton of it, to go <laughs> yeah, you should, you <laughs> can smoke an eighth just to get like <laughs> you someone eat it right away. Yeah, don't even yeah. smoke it, eat it. But I feel like that has, that has something to do with uh, with Mexico. I think that people just decide they're just going to let their hair down oh, and dude, get crazy. Because I, I go there, I feel, run into it a lot.
2: I feel like they're predators, though. I feel like <laughs> the they, Yes, like they go <laughs> on these trips. And they're specifically looking for like a good-looking couple that looks a little like you know oh look at let's see if we can uh, and they'll feel us out you know what I'm
1: saying yeah, yeah.
2: but and, and I'm like, like I said I you know people have said compliments before but this was a little bit like oh you guys are yeah man you guys are hot oh yeah like what do you mean we are hot like yeah, yeah. how does that like, work collectively yeah like what's going on here mm. then there, then we are on the pool again and we're in there's this like group of like again a, like a group of girls and they were a little wild and they're like. Oh, let us take pictures of you guys. They're telling us to do all these different poses. And then the girl <laughs> and the girl again is like, You guys are really hot. And I'm like, this Grab is, your ankles. I'm like, yeah. this is getting this is getting a little weird here. Yeah.
3: No smack her ass a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: I need way more than alcohol to go let's go through with this. Sorry. Hey. But anyhow. You never know. But it was a good time. Next time we should all go together. Yeah. Meanwhile, Doug stayed home yeah. and worked. Oh, way to, way to make us all feel. I know. Yeah. We we about, here
3: comes the Mexican bird. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we need to we need to buy <laughs> we need to buy Doug a gift. Like salt or
1: something. Summon the bird. Ah,
3: <laughs>
1: Veniki, rápido. Veniki. <laughs> you spoke, I don't know. he speaks Spanish? Just a little bit. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a quarter Mexican after
0: all. Oh yeah. Chimera Quas. Today's Quas is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code Pump at checkout for 10% off! It's the
2: motherfucking Quas! The eagle has landed! Quee Quas!
0: Our first question is from VH.ChristianJ. What are the biggest keys to creating a program for athletes slash performance?
2: Mm. This was... The biggest keys. You know, when we, a while ago, when we all got together and started really programming uh, MAPS performance, we encountered a few challenges that were quite unique to a program like that. Mm -hmm. Much more unique than... Uh, or different than designing most fitness programs because most fitness programs when you de- you 're designing them for the masses a little more are, straightforward well they 're based on you know you know building muscle, burning body fat, looking a particular way. There are some commonalities of course when you have i don 't care what program you do, um, whether you want to just perform better or look better you al- You always want to have optimum. Uh, recruitment patterns of muscles, you always want to have a program that's going to address uh, muscle imbalances or at least not create them mm-hmm. because muscle imbalances, even to the untrained eye, are pretty they can be pretty um, visible you know now the average person see who sees someone with a muscle imbalance doesn't necessarily know how to express it. they just might think to themselves that that person doesn't necessarily look. I, you know, I've heard people say something like, oh, that that guy doesn't really move well. They look like they're stiff or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they don't look put together well. And you'll know that. You'll see the guy in the gym walking around with the, you know, forward shoulders, arms out to his sides like he's holding a wheelbarrow, moving kind of funny. And they look like a meathead. Or the girl who, you know, maybe she, all she does is run and she's got kind of bad posture even though she's lean. Um, so you can kind of pick up on these different things. Now, to the trained eye, we see what muscles um, are not doing what they're supposed to, and we see what recruitment patterns look like every time they do a lunge or a squat or a press or whatever, and how we need to correct those. So that would be one of the big, one of the number one keys with a performance-based program is optimizing uh, movement, and right. then you got to look at um, different forms of adaptation. Now, when you're when you're creating a program specifically for a sport, it gets very specific. You know, yeah. if I'm training a, um, if I'm creating a, a maps program for football or for you know tennis or for swimming um they're very very specific and they can be very very different and that should be left up to those specifics i should say i think a lot of that's left up to the coaches like when you do your drills when when you do all your you know your drills or your you know your different sports specific type movements in football or basketball or whatever
3: well we kind of leave the we kind of leave room for that for what we call like skills training. And, yes. And so like, that's, that's why we didn't go that route uh, specifically because it does, it gets very specific to the sport and what, what it is you're trying to accomplish uh, within that particular sport. So, you know, you have to kind of break down the elements of what uh, each athlete could, could massively benefit from. And that's, <laughs> that's quality of movement and that's efficiency of, of uh, you know, that signal and, 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 you know how you're going to be able to recruit and respond uh, quickly and and when you want to and get the type of movement that you can on demand. So. Um, you know, there's definitely a way to train for that uh, as far as building strength, building up uh, that, that central nervous system response, and then also having range of motion and the capacity for movement that, uh, you know, y- your body is required to produce these types of movements.
2: Exactly. In fact, we talked about when we initially would, were, you know, we're kind of marketing the, you know, mass performance program, we used the term ancient athlete. And the reason yeah. why we did that was because there used to be an, an ancient ideal for athletes. In fact, um, when the, in the early days of the Olympics, um, and even not that long ago, actually, if we go back, you know, even a hundred years ago, um, the ideal Olympic athlete, they had a, a, they had an ideal and the ideal Olympic athlete was supposed to be able to do everything. So they all look kind of similar. A shot put, you know, shot putter looked similar to a distance runner, looked similar to a sprinter, um, because their idea was that an athlete was be should be able to perform all these different things. Now, sports are so specific that a shot putter looks nothing like a high jumper or looks nothing like a swimmer because they're so they, you know not only do they train specifically but they're born to look and they kind of fit the mold of that particular athlete. So our goal with designing a program was less of that and more of what are the keys that will contribute to. All athletic performance. What can we do to create a program to, that that will benefit any athlete with for any sport? And we identified a few different things. Of course, there's strength. Mm-hmm. Strength is the, the 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 foundation for all physical pursuits. Strength will contribute if you do apply it properly and train for it properly. Will will contribute to anything you do in sports, whether it's speed, agility, mobility, stability. You know all yeah, it these. doesn't matter very, what sports you're playing. All yeah, sports need strength. You've got to have strength. Um, there's agility uh, that uh, you know will benefit most sports. Explosive strength, which is the ability to apply your strength in a very quick manner. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have good proprioceptive ability, and in, in
1: other words, spatial awareness. N-
2: yeah, knowing where you're at. I mean, if if you're if you're How real to strong, your body exactly. If you're real strong, but you can't twist and jump and move, uh, you know, for your sport, then that strength doesn't translate well. Durability is a big one too. Um, mm-hmm. Most sports require you to be strong for a period of time, not mm-hmm. just be strong like once. Like powerlifting might be the only sport I can think of where you're just strong real quick and then you you're, you rest. Even football, which has downs, you still need to be able to repeat that performance every single down. So when you're when you're designing a program, um, you want to look at those things and you want to look at the season. You know, the t- are you off season or are you during the season? Mm-hmm. That's important because. Off-season training is based uh, should be based on improving your performance. In-so- in-season uh, training should be based on minimizing injury and getting mm. better. Um, you know, with uh, reinforcing
3: you know, your joints and maintaining yeah quality of uh, of your movement patterns and and, and efficiency of uh, you know the specific skills that you're working on.
1: Well, I, th- I think when we when we first designed this, if you if you were to look at it or summarize what we're explaining, because we're getting into really good detail about. Uh, all the different uh, phases that went into, you know, performance and training athletes, how we design maps performance really, uh, you know, I think we all believe that this is the foundation, right? So I think a lot of times I get somebody who's like a soccer player or a basketball player and they're like, you know, is is maps performance, you know, for me or not. And like a hundred percent, I think every athlete should have a program like this as their foundation. Now, where it may seem incomplete for somebody is that if you start to get specific with the skills training which justin kind of mentioned and that's where like the modifications or the mods come to like a maps uh, map screen is the ability to say okay you you, as an athlete, whether you're a soccer player, football player, basketball, does not matter? This should be your foundation. This is should be how you're training. And then within that, you have your specific things to your sport. Like, obviously, if you're a basketball player, there's a very important piece of your training that should be specifically to dribbling a basketball and moving laterally like back and forth while you're dribbling a basketball. Well, we wouldn't put that into a MAPS performance program because if you're not a basketball player, that doesn't apply to you but you still would want to in, incorporate that into your training but you still should have a solid foundation of you know how everybody and that was i think that was the greatest challenge was creating something For an athlete, which we all know, it's important to have these specific skill sets that you go after, but then also laying a solid foundation that all athletes are going to benefit from. So, And I think there was also a part of us that knew that, hey, listen, not everybody wants to be a basketball player, a football player, a volleyball player, but they want to be able to move better Mm -hmm. and they want to be able to perform better. So a lot of people don't care as much about how they look they care about how well they their body moves and functions so
2: what, you know what's what's interesting about this is there's this misconception that training for performance will somehow um, diminish your d- diminish aesthetics yeah or take away from appearance like okay if I train specifically for performance then I'm not going to look as good as, as if I train specifically for aesthetics and here's here's the problem with that I'm going to use a, a, an analogy we know through studies that uh, if we were to compare head-to-head in a short period of time, let's say an eight-week period of time, that an eight-to-twelve rep uh, range will build more muscle than a, say, one-to-four rep range or a you know 15-to-25 rep range. We know that in one particular eight-week you know week period, it will perform better. But if we extend that, if we continue to go that way, if we extend that and we compare people who... Uh, phase their training and train within different you know rep ranges versus the person who always tries to stay within that 8 to 12 that's supposed to be the best, then you have the person who switches around and, and phases properly is going to pr- not only perform better, build muscle, but look better as well. And so here's the confusion. The confusion is, well, I should always train for aesthetics because that's all I care about. If you always do that, you will have worse aesthetics than somebody that injects this type of training or this type of athletic performance-based training into the routine, and the funny thing is, we are seeing this a lot from our listeners because uh, one of our most popular programs uh, or, or or you know products that we have on our site is our RGB bundle, which includes maps anabolic, and then it has maps performance, which is the uh, you know athletic you know based program, and then maps aesthetic, which is pure aesthetics. But in between maps anabolic and aesthetic, you have uh, you know four phases which are about, what is it, like 14 weeks or 16 weeks or something of pure performance-based training. Mm-hmm. And so people are apprehensive, like, well, I don't want to go away from aesthetic-type training. You know, Do I really want to go through this phase? And luckily they trust us, and we tell them, look, trust me, uh, you're not going to lose aesthetics. In fact, you're going to find your body's going to look better than it ever has. And sure enough, uh, because now we've had the RGB bundle available for uh, a while now, we are seeing a wave of people Who were none of them are athletes. They're just people who want to get in better shape. Who are now going through Maps Performance. uh, A lot of them completing it, and I'm not making this up. uh, A a huge chunk of them are saying it's their favorite.
1: Well, here's the thing that we and we haven't even touched on this that we that we included in you know Maps Green or Maps Performance is the mobility sessions. And the mobility sessions to me is was a game changer for me personally, and I feel like it's been a game changer for everybody that's gone through it. And you know, it's one thing to be able to move weight, but being able to move weight well is what the focus of those mobility sessions are: is to be able to take your body through full range. So if you're somebody who's and and really our our clientele or our people that have the programs that are 30 years and older. I've really noticed a huge difference. Not that somebody who's twenty, twenty five doesn't see a benefit. Absolutely they do. But when you start getting 30, 35, 40 plus years old, yeah. you, know, you can't you, get away with as much. You can't. And you start to notice those little things. Your, your hips are tight, your low back bothers you, your knee. And most of that is this either one poor connection that they have, these imbalances that they have caused because they sit at a desk or they sit in a car all day long. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the mobility work that we put into map screen addresses all this. And that's where people are blown away. People are going through it and they're like, Oh my God, my back has never felt like this before. My hips feel amazing. I've never been able to squat this deep before. And that is where this the huge carryover goes into the other stuff. Like right. Sal was saying, so many people think like, oh my God, you're gonna so you're gonna focus on performance and mobility. I'm gonna lose This look like no, you don't understand that when you start to be able to get full range of motion out of movements that you weren't able to, you weren't able to get full range of motion. You're going to see a huge difference in muscle and strength.
2: So let me let me uh, not to counter that, um, but to add to that. So you said the people over thirty are noticing, you know, the big big you know benefits for mobility. Here's why, because they've lost mobility. It's a very drastic. uh, They already know. Okay, in their everyday life, they can tell. Now, if you're a twenty year old kid. You maybe haven't lost mobility in everyday life. You get up off the chair, or off the floor, or you go squat, or pick something up and you're like, "I feel absolutely fine." But here's here's where you get the problem with that. You are missing out on the maximum benefits from your exercises and you don't even fucking realize it. Let me explain. If you were to take all the exercises that we, uh, you know, have available to us that we do in the gym and we were to give them a score, if we were giving giving them a point score, where let's say a barbell squat is worth a hundred max points that you can add towards you know getting results, and mm-hmm. a deadlift is worth a is worth ninety points, and a you know a, a, a pec deck fly is only worth ten points. Okay, if you were to rank them all and see which exercises give you the most bang for your buck, and you were to take those exercises and take that squat, and uh, the max points you can get from a, a, are a hundred for it. Very, very few of you are actually getting a hundred points for that squat yeah. you 're getting more from that squat than you are from other exercises because it 's a barbell squat yeah. but you 're not you 're not getting the most out of it in fact, uh, I would venture to say, even with great programming, even with good exercise programming and diet. Almost none of you are getting the most you can get out of your exercises.
1: Especially the older you simply, get. especially si-
2: Even if you're young, simply because you don't have the connectivity and the mobility mm-hmm. that you could have if you understood how to train for those different things. So what's en- what we're finding now and what we're hearing now from some of our younger clients is I always deadlifted before I always got good results from it before but now when I deadlift it's like it's like I can't even it's like a, it's like I'm getting double benefit it's it's almost like a new exercise mm. uh, they're breaking plateaus in strength they're building more muscle and this was because they focused on quote unquote uh, performance um so it, whether you're an athlete or not working on these different types of things Will take your current program, how however it's programmed, and will only make it that much more effective. You're getting more out of exercises, and you're not necess- you're not even changing the exercises. You're changing the way your body's moving with those within those exercises, and that's what mobility does. And of course, mobility needs to be programmed. Yeah, properly we're squeezing as
3: well. more benefit out of out of the the main. Types of exercises that give you the most benefits. So, well, right.
1: You know, the biggest irony in, in this is that those that think that this program isn't for them or wouldn't benefit them that much probably would benefit those people the most. The people that stray away from this because they think, oh, I'm, I care more about bodybuilding or, oh, I care more about this. That's not really a program for me. You're wrong. Those pe- You are the person that actually will probably benefit the most from this. Somebody who would benefit the least from it is somebody who already trains like this all the time. If you're somebody who is a mobility guy or girl, you train a lot of sports performance type training all the time. Those people are already training a lot of this adaptation. The people that never train this way because they think that's not for them see the greatest gains, see the greatest change. from that. And I think that's like what we try and stress to people all the time is learning to phase in and out of these different adaptations and I think this is one of the most neglected ones. It definitely was for myself. I mean, I, I shared my journey going through Maps Green was for sure the biggest game changer out of all the programs that we've designed because it is something that I've strayed away from. And that's why, too, I I know you're right when you talk about the younger guys and younger girls seeing great benefits, but I can't stress it enough to my my people that are 30 plus because – you know, you do, you just over time sitting in in these positions, like we create these imbalances. And a lot of the focus is these multi-planar movements and mobility and range of motion. Like we address a lot of that. And you know what, when you first start it, It may not seem super exciting to somebody because it is different, but that's just it. The things that are most different in your guys' training program, those your body's not used to it. It's going to show the greatest change. So you're going to see some of your biggest gains from doing a program. All you
2: got to do, all you have to do, and this goes for nutrition, exercise, for all the things we talk about, is just shift your attitude a little bit going into it. Here's what I mean. When I go into a new adaptation or program, there's two ways I can look at it. One way is oh, my God, I don't want to leave my last, the phase I'm in now because I've gotten great strength gains. And, oh, God forbid if I lose any gains. And you get you kind of this fear attitude like, I can't leave what I'm doing because I'm going to lose all these things and I'm not going to be strong or I'm not going to be building muscle anymore. And, you know, it's almost like it's that same mentality that leads to bad relationships with food and with anything else. Yeah. Or you can go into it with this attitude. Uh, I, I just got out of this phase. I did great. I can't wait to try something new. It's exciting and fun. I'm going to learn some new things. I get to see what my body can do in a different phase. And that's all it takes, I promise you. All it takes is change your attitude a little bit, go into it with that mentality, and it's fun. This I, is
1: very challenging for a lot of people. Very this challenging. is something that I pride myself on a lot, is that it, a lot of people don't have that ability. It, we are so brainwashed to be in these camps. We're so brainwashed to be, I'm a bodybuilder. You know, I'm an athlete, I'm a power lifter, you know, I'm like everybody wants to be in their camp and they feel comfortable there. And that we that couldn't be further from the worst thing that you could possibly do for yourself. The best thing you can do for your body is to move through these different adaptations. And this is something that, like I said, you have to shift that mentality. When you go into a program like this, it's a new focus. You can't compare it to the last way you were training. If you were somebody who was training for, you know, max lifts and you're trying to lift lift as heavy as you possibly can, and then you go into performance and you say, well, I heard the mind pump guys. We're saying that this could benefit me more and I'm going to lift more weight. And you go in the program, then every week you're going like, wait a second, I'm not lifting more than last week. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, your focus is different. You need exactly. to go in. You got to focus
3: on that, like, specific adaptation that, that is highlighted. Like, this is this section right here, you know, this is really what I'm trying to promote with my body. You know, I, I really want to get a better response uh, and a louder signal and build that and just focus on that. And you have to get outside of of what you're talking about where... You know, I, I get a great pump and and I get this great feeling afterwards, and um, you know that's what that's usually like the go to thing when I work out. Like I want to feel that. It's,
2: well, it's funny because the old time uh, strong men and bodybuilders they knew this. This is how they trained. They would do body weight stuff. They would go through cycles where they would just do body weight stuff or weights or. You know, uh, calisthenic type stuff. Uh, Even Arnold, even as as recent as the bodybuilders of the you know the golden era of bodybuilding. Oh, he used to do dancing. They would they would run you know full on powerlifting cycles that Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with bodybuilding, and they would you know talk about how it was such a benefit to you know uh, their muscle. Mm -hmm. I think if you're look if you're a bodybuilder, even if you're a competitive bodybuilder, you should in the off season inject a good two, three months of training specifically for movement and mobility and performance. Because when you come out of it and go back to your regular bodybuilding training, you will build more muscle than you did, than you would have had you not done that in the first place. I personally believe we're going to start seeing more of that. Because I'm already Mm -hmm. starting to see a little bit. I'm starting to see a little bit of... This kind of crossbreeding. Oh, we,
1: we are definitely we are. I was just telling Justin why we were <laughs> yeah. on vacation. I'm like, dude, look at all those kettlebells. It's so funny for me to see. And I, you know what? Like these are my peers. These are my boys. And so I know you fucking listen. So if you're listening right now, <laughs> like, you know, just show some love, bro. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, show hashtag some, mind pump. Yeah, bro. I know. I know because I saw you working out just like three, four months ago, and you're same old bullshit all the time. And now all of a sudden, I see you incorporating mobility. I see you incorporating. I see you guys. I see it, and I love it. I'm so glad to see everyone's doing it, and I'm glad to see people putting it on their pages and and I know where it's coming from, and I just I, I know that you're going to see more of it now. You know, you're starting to hear the the ch- the change in tune from some of these bodybuilders yeah. that before would never pick up a, a kettlebell or would never do some mobility or body weight type movements because they weren't that wasn't. But now you're starting to see this stuff, so it's becoming more prevalent in the in the industry, and it's and it's good to see it going that direction. And you know damn well where it's coming from. I know because yeah. we know each other we work out in the same gym. I see all you motherfuckers, you know, but show some, show some love every once in a while. I know. And I would love to, I would love to see them to continue to, to push that direction. But this is a lot of what inspired maps performance for sure. Yeah,
2: I'd say, you know, biggest keys uh, are the same keys that we talk about with any other type of program phase your training. So you're training for specific forms of adaptation, stay within a phase long enough to see um, adaptations, uh, according to your training, so we're not telling you to phase your training every single workout, uh, but you know to do it on a maybe three or four week type basis. Identify what types of adaptation you're trying to uh, go after. Make your training specific to that, and you want to sequence them in a way where they don't, uh, where they make sense to follow one type right. of adaptation after another. I know it sounds complicated what I'm talking about. A lot of you listening who are not super experienced trainers are probably thinking like, "What the hell does that mean?" Uh I tell you what, uh we have done a lot of that work for you, all the guesswork. Mm-hmm. Um we have a couple bundles that include the MAPS performance. We have the RGB bundle, which is nine months of exercise program, which takes you through MAPS performance following, you know, following MAPS anabolic and then you after MAPS performance you go straight into Aesthetic-based training. Then we have a sexy athlete bundle, which takes MAPS performance and MAPS aesthetic, and we actually blend them together. Um, and that's really for the super aesthetic-focused individual who's also intelligent enough to understand that they movement and mobility yeah. should be incorporated on a regular basis. The good thing is this month, uh, enrolling any of the, in, in any of those bundles, and you can get the fasting guide or the nutrition guide uh, for free. And then you can pick... A free maps t shirt, uh whether you want to get performance, uh, which is the green one, the red That's one. That's all month long, we're doing that right. All month long, absolutely free. You can find all those at mindpumpmedia.com.
0: Next up, Honda Rider one seven one four one. How do you bounce back from a break from fitness? Ah. Hmm.
2: That's a good one. I think it depends on the length I don't think of you time. can
1: I don't think you can answer this actually. Why? Cause Cause you, don't, ever, don't. you don't, ever take a break from fitness. That's, a good question, yeah.
2: that's <laughs> I think, why I thought it was a good question. I think you, <laughs> that's a good
1: question. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I don't know this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, think.
1: I, yeah, you started to answer right away. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and stop you actually because I don't think you know how <laughs> to take a break in fitness. I think Justin and I are better, yeah, uh, better, equip- better equipped, better equipped to answering uh-huh. this. Um I think that's one of the th- my favorite things about Sal. He has this in- unbelievable uh, ability and discipline to always make sure uh he incorporates that. I think I'm a little more uh loose and I think Justin is too. Yeah. When it comes to taking breaks, I mean uh I didn't st- although we did make it to loose the g- as a goose. Yeah, we made it to the gym one day uh while we were in Mexico. I did do some band work, but I t- I definitely tend to take uh more breaks off. I think the number one mistake I think people make when they take a break is they try and resume where they where they left off Yeah, and you do not need to do that. Um, in fact, if you haven't been lifting weights for literally probably a week or more, uh, you do not need very much to shock that body again. So yeah. uh, I think going into it with very, very minimal. So yeah. do less than even what you think you need to do. It, exactly. I think in that and that's hard for people because they go like they go on vacation or they take a, they've been off for like a month or whatever like that or something they have a competition coming up where you know they they've decided, oh, I'm gonna get myself in great shape. And so they're gung ho mentally and they take that gung ho mentality and they approach their their programming. That's a, not a good idea. When you come into it, it's and we stress this so much That your goal is to do as little as possible to elicit change. And when you haven't been lifting any weights for weeks on end, possibly months, if we're talking about somebody that's been off for a while, it doesn't take very much. Literally, you know, one to two sets of each exercise. One to two sets, a lot lighter than what you're used to, not going to failure and move on from that muscle group. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, really easy can you hammer that and then you're sore for three, four days and then you can't come back and revisit that again until you're recovered because you're so goddamn sore you can't move. Or you're unmotivated to hit the gym the next day after that. Yeah,
2: Ian. I think it's important to note that you know what Adam's talking about about, you know, it's easy to overdo it. I mean, really to be clear, it, you can do less when you come back and get a very good adaptation response. So remember that. So it's not that... You're overdoing it, and you need to. You know, you can do less, and you'll get the same results either way. You can't really do
1: too little. You can do too much varies, but you really yeah, can't yeah. do little because you didn't do shit. So coming in and doing one exercise, one set is more than what you were right. doing last week, and yeah. it will elicit change.
2: It will, and you know something else to keep. And I have taken breaks in the past um, <laughs> on accident. No, I I, I went two weeks. Yeah. Uh, went to Italy on vacation. 1991. Uh, one, no, I went, it was like two or three years ago. And I took two weeks off because uh, we were in this, you know, in southern Italy in this little tiny town, and uh, you know the gyms there close in August, which is weird the whole month. So I had no access. I had no car. What
1: the gyms closed for an entire <laughs> month? In yeah, Italy? Oh, dude, a lot of <laughs>
2: shit gets closed in for the month of August in southern Italy. Anyway, so I had no access to a gym, and so and I ate like my diet was just pasta and bread mostly. So I went off, off, and I came back, and I was sh- surprised at how quickly my body bounced back. we've all heard the term, um, muscle memory. memory. And there's a lot of science to support this. There's a lot of science supporting that when you get uh, in a particular type of shape or you build a certain amount of muscle and then you lose it, you'll gain it back, uh, faster than you did the first time around. And of course this can be influenced by how long the break was, right? So if I was super buffed when I was in my twenties and I stopped working out till I'm 60, you know, I don't know how much of a muscle memory effect I'm going to get if it's been a month or two months, three months or a year, you can get a pretty good uh, muscle memory effect. Uh, I notice it as a client. Now, anecdotally speaking, uh, excuse me, as a trainer, anecdotally speaking, when I've trained clients who've been athletes in the past, I do notice that they respond uh, rather quickly compared to the average person. Now, I'm not quite sure if that has to do with the fact that they may have just better athlete genes, and that may may, may be why they were athletes to begin with. Or if it was because they you know their body had that, that muscle memory effect. As far as muscle memory is concerned, there's a couple of theories. Uh, one of them has to do with um, the satellite cell uh, density within muscles, which you increase uh, as you build muscle, you'll increase the amount of satellite cells which are in muscle, which are responsible for uh, you know, adaptation responses within muscle. When you lose muscle, Muscles atrophy, but you don't lose these satellite cells. I I, I guess they stick around for a long period of time, and so then your body responds that much faster. But Adam, Adam is right. I mean, he hit the nail around the head, man. You get back in the gym, go easy, full range of motion, feel the movement, get some stretch in the movement, get a little bit of a burn, a little bit of a pump, Super, just kind of ease way in uh, because yeah. if you don't, you can overdo it, hurt yourself, overtrain, and slow down the. Well, you're rebuilding rate- your patterns. I mean, yeah. it,
3: you, you want to think of of the following day, and then the day after that, and then the day after that. It's not. It's not a. I'm going to make up for all this lost time exactly. and, and then hammer myself, and then and then rest again, and then do another really crazy one. It's it's this this slow ramp up phase again. When you get really good at this. You know, it won't feel like you ever take completely take off, right? Because you can actually ramp down and and your intensity, your volume, all that stuff. So you can actually bring your body back down, nice and gently. You can ramp it back up, and you do this nice ebb and flow. So it's not like you need this like crazy break from working out.
1: That's a perfect point because okay, so just recently uh, I just posted a picture on Instagram. It was like two days ago. Uh, when we were in Mexico, and of course, people love to point out when I look smaller or things. So people are like, Fucking "Hey, assholes. you look like you've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you've lost uh, significant size lately." Yeah. I said, "Yes." Hey There's string bean. Yeah, I yeah. said, "I said yes." Someone I, said that on you. Yes, yeah. and no, it's okay because you know what? It gives me an opportunity to talk about this, and I think this is a very good He's point. Still large and in charge, and it goes along with yeah. what Justin is saying right now. So the last, like, probably it's been almost about a month or two now where we've been working a lot. Um, we're, we're we're building the uh, Mind Pump headquarters out right now, so our gym inside of here isn't completed yet. And I haven't had a chance to get across town to our other gym. And I've just been so busy, so... My workouts have been really weak. And by weak, I mean the volume has been reduced significantly. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm not like not working out, the amount of volume I'm not, I'm hitting is nowhere near what I'm used to. So, and then when we went to Mexico, I had a day where I did bands. I had another day where I actually went to the gym and I just did a few exercises and that's it. Now, so because of that, I've lost a little bit of size. Now, what's neat is now when I get back, so today is day one, I will be lifting today. I don't, have to, I don't have to slam the body. I just kind of pick it up a little bit more than what I maybe did while I was on vacation. While I was on vacation, I did a few sets of this with bands, probably a 20-minute workout. So today I'll probably go in and I'll spend about 30 to 40 minutes and I'll do a couple sets of each exercise. I'll stay way away from going to failure. I just want to get back into moving again and my body is going to respond. And that is the idea is that when I come in, you don't want to come in and just hammer, hammer right away. I don't need to. I don't need to do that. And you can take these these breaks off where you don't have to go completely off either, where you, I'm just shutting. Like, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm not going to do anything. Well, no. Yeah. I'm going to do some stuff to stimulate and to get in a little bit of a workout so I don't completely atrophy. But yeah,
3: the- I noticed this a lot too. That's why I kind of brought it up because like, uh, my wife and I, it was just like, we wanted to move. We just wanted to go for long walks. We wanted to go for hikes, you know, up. It was it, like we enjoyed that because it was like something like movement was something that I looked forward to. And, and it wasn't like I was working out and like we did go to the gym. We did like little workouts, but it was just more like a fun bonding kind of thing to do. And then we'd go sit at the pool. I, I just, I have a hard time now, like just
1: completely like putting my feet up for too long. Cause it's just, I, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Well, we were inside the gym and I, and I was telling Katrina and I was cracking up because I seen there was CrossFit dudes in there. And they in were, Mexico? Oh yeah, and they were like, "They're everywhere, dude!" And they were going <laughs> balls to the wall. The guy had his shirt off. He was running outside. Then he'd come back in. He was doing and like he was literally doing his wads. Yeah, and j- and I'm like, you know, here's a deal: we're on vacation right now, and I'm either gonna Did take you trip him? Gonna- <laughs> no, I didn't. I oh, should have. And you know, more power to you if that's your thing, and you're you're into it that much, and you feel necess- if you feel it necessary. But the amount of gains you're going to get in a course of a five-day vacation by going full intensity as hard as you possibly can, it's beyond splitting hairs. And for me, it's just like, listen, I want to move because it's good for me, but I don't want to put so much pressure on myself that I feel like obligated to go hit the gym so hard. This to me, this is where the longevity part comes. This is about how you make it a lifestyle. This is how why it's not so hard for us to get to the gym when we get to the gym because there isn't this pressure of having to fucking hammer yourself all the time. Yeah. This is why we speak so much to this because I look at these people in here and I'm like, why? why do this right now yeah. like you're it's so beautiful outside there's so yeah. much more to enjoy be doing yourself. than being in this little gym and not to hey I'm in here too but I'm gonna come in I'm gonna touch some weights move the body a little bit get some stimulus and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of there and I'm gonna go sit in my infinity pool and I'm gonna have a corona like oh, I'm gonna yeah. enjoy myself while I'm on on, in a, on a break like this but then at the same time too and still incorporate some sort of movement where I don't know why people feel this necessary to have these extremes Yeah. like when you're if you're in working Mode, it has to be workout mode. Water the day as hard as you possibly can. And if you're on vacation, it's like fuck it all, cake, ice cream, don't eat, drink, and or, or don't oh, fucking eat. it all right. Anyway. You know, you know,
2: they're both. Those are both. Uh, those are both poor relationships with exercise, yes. food. And I'm going to say this because you, 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 you know, you, you gave me a compliment and said I'm very consistent. But here's the reality uh, behind my consistency. Oh, of, of the three of us, yes, I'm very consistent. I'm also, I probably also have had to deal with more of a poor relationship with exercise than the two of you. Um, This is very true. It is much more of a compulsion for me um, than it is for the two of you, and I've identified this uh, within myself. Now, when I go on trips like I just did, did I use the gym there? I did. I did. I used it. I I was there five days. I think I was only in the gym two or three days, but I did it more because I enjoyed the time uh, with my girlfriend in there. We got to wake up, have a little Mm -hmm. coffee, go in there, um, and then you know it got us up a little early, and then we went for a walk or hung out on the beach, and it was a it was a it was very different than uh, you know what I what I would do in the past, where it was more of a compulsion, like oh shit, I'm on a vacation, they better have a gym, okay, cool, they have a gym, I know I have to go at this time and get up before everybody else because I don't want to you know miss my workout or whatever. Right. You have to you have to consider this if you're the kind of person that uh, is super consistent with exercise, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're super consistent with exercise and you're very active. It's probably a good idea to schedule t- time where you don't do anything. It probably is a good a good idea. Is it good for your body? Well, it might be. It might be great for your body. You might be, uh, you know, having some overuse uh, injuries building up uh, because you're so consistent with exercise, and you may be overdoing things here and there and not really realizing it. So there's that point. But I think there's more of a mental component. Uh, where you get some benefit from taking a break, if you're one of those super consistent neurotic people, because just like fasting for me changed my relationship to food, taking time off from exercise uh, does that for me now, where I can take some time off and then say, to, and then it, I realize why I exercise and what the the thing, the reasons why it's good for me, and it's not that compulsion that I used to have, uh, you know, with exercise, where if I missed a workout. One workout, uh, you know, it affected my entire day, or I'd obsess about it, or no, I need to get my, I didn't get to deadlift this week, or I didn't, you know, get to squat this week. And I'm much better with it, but it's something uh, I'm still, you know, really trying to work on. In fact, I'm even considering, you know, scheduling that, not just on my normal one day a week off during the week or whatever, but literally scheduling it to where maybe once a year, you know, I take two weeks off or whatever, where I do nothing. That doesn't mean I just, do nothing. And I do the opposite. Like Adam was saying, where someone eats really well. And then when they go off, they go and just eat shitty, like horrible shitty. I mean, just not doing the structured workout mm-hmm. and instead just, you know, doing things that I enjoy that are active. Um, I think that's important. I think it's important for
1: longevity. Well, I think um, that's great awareness on your part to, to see that and and to make sure that you you keep this balance. You know, I just had recently my, my uncle and aunt were in town and, you know, when they, they look at Katrina and I and they think that we have people assume that we have this like rigorous workout schedule and we're just overly strict on the way we consume food. And I'm like, absolutely not. The this, this, the reason why we're so successful is because we we just have found good balance and we understand like that it doesn't you don't want those extremes. Those extremes cause those this poor relationship with exercise, poor relationship with food that there's this push and pull all the time when it's more of an ebb and flow than it is a push and pull. And that's what I was trying to express to them. And that, you know, they ate out with me one time. They were, they were surprised by what I was eating. They, they were like, do you need to get to the gym? And I'm like, no, it's like, I don't get to see you very often today. I'm going to, I'm going to have a good time with you. And but just being aware of that, and being aware of how little you're moving at the time, and knowing that hey, if the, this is probably a better time for me to reduce my caloric intake, and just be aware of that, and to giving the body some rest, and hey, maybe I'll do some body weight exercises just to get some sort of stimulus for the day, but not stressing about this rigorous program or this wad of the day that I have to I have to accomplish and. There, this is how you do this for a life. This is how you maintain a healthy, fit body for the rest of your life as you learn this. And I really feel like this is a, a big part of the message that we, we've we tried to, to get across with Mind Pump. And I know we've been teased in the past before for being team no sweat and things like that. And it's just because we try and take the opposite message that I feel the industry is pushing this no days off and this beast mode mentality and like, we set these fitness idiots out there are Setting the bar so high for people And this, as trainers and trainers for so long We understand the majority of people They're speaking to a very small fucking population That's what yeah. annoys me They're talking to a bunch of people That have the competitive mentality It's
3: exclusive, it's not
1: inclusive Yeah, a majority of people are not like that A majority of people were working 10 to 12 hour days They've got two or three kids That they have to get their kids to sporting events Pick them up from school They've got family coming in They've got all this stress in their life life like we're trying to talk to a majority of the people out there that's, that don't believe that they can have the body they want you can have the body you want you can look the way you want to look you can feel the way you want to look. and you don't have to fucking murder in the gym you don't have to completely bring your workouts to your vacations there is a balance to this and it's about learning your body about learning what it needs and about learning to have some sort of balance it's not mm-hmm. like what the industry has been pushing well, there's for two, so long two
2: things i, I want to comment on that number one You hear people say this all the time, you know, uh, I fell off the wagon, I got to get back on the wagon, okay? What people need to realize is there's no wagon, No. okay? If you think there's a wagon, if your attitude is you're all or nothing, then that's going to be your life. Your life is going to be you're either on the wagon or off the wagon, and believe me when I say this, uh, one of two things will either happen, either A, you'll be off the wagon a lot. Or B, you'll be so on the wagon you will have a horrible you will have a horrible relationship with exercise and food to the point where it becomes obsessive where, where it uh, you know negatively uh, influences your relationships with people, with your job. Um, you'll find less pleasure in the things that you do and it becomes more of a I need to do this or I'm going to feel you know uh, horrible about it mentally type of thing. The second comment, it's funny because uh, while I was on this trip, you know, I I like to meet new people and talk to new people and um, there was a gentleman that I had met, a very high performing individual. And you know these people when you meet them, okay? You, You start talking, you know this person is a high performing person in the sense that they're constantly seeking to improve upon themselves. They're constantly seeking to do better with work, do better with workouts and, nutrition and to just make themselves better people overall I don't mean a high performing individual that like I said like that neurotic crazy person but this is the kind of person that's always constantly looking to improve in ways that will make their life better as a whole and so I'm sitting there talking to this guy and me and him bonded immediately because he had recently also gone through a divorce and he's now his family's from Ghana Um, but, uh, you know, he, we had similar similarities, right? Very, um, ethnic, you know, bath backgrounds, both of us, very traditional families had very, very tough times, uh, you know, know, difficulties, you know, going through the whole divorce process because our, you know, uh, our families are so traditional and it's just places all this guilt on you and what do I do and how this works. And he'd been through it a little longer than I had. And I was talking to him and he said, you know, he goes, I was married for all these years and he goes, and I went on, I think, uh, one vacation the the whole time. And he goes, and since I've been divorced, uh, I've been to all these different countries. And he's naming all these different countries. And uh, we started talking about that. And he says, it's interesting. He goes, the reason why I didn't take vacations before or take breaks before was because I thought that if I did, I wouldn't be able to succeed as well with my work or with my career or with all these different things. And he goes, and what I'm finding now is I'm doing better. I'm performing better. Because I'm taking those breaks. I'm letting my body recharge. I'm coming back with more creativity. I'm 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 expanding and growing as an individual. And we talked about all the ways that you could apply those things, and then we got to exercise. And this is where, you know, I started kind of realizing within myself, like, holy shit, when it comes to exercise, I may be I may take it a little too far when it comes to consistency. Like, I need to be okay with taking time off. And I'm you know, the interesting thing is, and again, this is just one step for me and uh to getting to the ultimate goal of being very very good with uh, with exercise and this the next step for me is understanding that taking those breaks is actually going to get me better results and that's motivating me right now i'm not going to get stuck there because I know that that in itself can become an obsession uh, where it becomes scheduled in and worked in and it's like this whole thing, but I understand that it's going to uh, benefit uh, it's also going to benefit my performance as well to take you know some of these breaks so for those of you listening right now that are not super consistent at all and need to get into exercise and you haven't this may not necessarily apply to you but we do have a lot of listeners that are super neurotic and super crazy about their workouts and diet and whatnot and uh revisit that look at that give yourself some of the, that time off and it's not about going off the wagon it's about um you know uh, it's about contributing to what you're looking uh, to get out of exercise which is you know, better performance, maybe more mm. muscle, less body fat, look better, feel better, and taking those th- that time off is, is is a big part of that. So well, I know we kind of veered off the question a little David bit. I want David
3: Blaine to just come in and just destroy the wagon. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. it's> not-
1: <laughs> no, you know There's what? No, wagon. you know what's important to point out too, and you just reminded me of something that I and I had been thinking about this the other day is that all these fittest inspiration people that people follow, and it sucks because I feel like they're the op, they're the um, our counter or. our the are competitors, you might say, in business, right? Because they're out doing selling programs and pushing supplements and doing things and we're out giving a different message. And the one thing that people don't realize that have been tracking these people, Instagram's only been around a little while, is I can tell you right now that a good majority, and I'm talking north of 60, 70% of these people that you see that you've been following on Instagram for the last year, two, three years, and they look fucking shredded. Day in, day out, every single one guess what? I've been doing this for 15 plus years. Sal's been doing this for 20 years. Those same people are the same people and 10 years from now are telling stories about how fit they used to be because right now it's such an extreme part of their life that it's not realistic. It's not realistic. Yeah, to, they've burned all their relationships around them. Yeah. Because they, they're so obsessed. They, they have this obsession and they've now they've put themselves in this category of they've got to look this way and, and in order to for their business to be successful And I think that's something that I've always tried to keep it real with people on Instagram and show what my body looks like year round all the time when it's not pumped up, when I'm just walking around. And yes, there's times where I don't look stage ready all the time. And, I try and, and I'm trying to give this message of health and balance and wellness uh, for longevity. And yeah, there's times where I want to look super shredded and look great. I love that. But it's not realistic for me to do that year-round. Not while I'm building businesses and having relationships and being around family. Because all these things take time and take energy and take from that. I want to be able to, to live a healthy, balanced life and feel good and look good. But then also be able to maintain all those other things. When you see these people... On social media that every single picture they look shredded and you guys think that they have some answer they have the answer that somebody else doesn't have and you're and you're getting the information from those people are so unbalanced you have no fucking idea and the only way you're gonna know is when you've been around this for long enough and you'll see where most of the motherfuckers are going to be at in five ten years from now where they all they'll be telling stories about when they used to compete i don't know how many ex-competitors That I know now, that don't look like they ever competed in their life because they got a big ass fucking beer belly. They don't look like they go in the gym ever, but they they, they, they went off the wagon. Yeah, they don't (laughs) because they were so extreme in their twenties that now that they're in their 30s and 40s, and then they'd say, well, you know, I got life happened. You know, I got married and then I had kids. Like, no, that's not what's supposed to happen to you. What's supposed to happen to you is you maintain that and then you pass that on to your children and about health and fitness and balance. But most of these motherfuckers that live that life right now where day in and day out, they look like they are literally on the cover of a magazine. Let me tell you right now, that's not balance for your life.
2: Well, you start to, if you start to... Too strongly identify with uh, how you look physically. If that becomes your identity, it's it's going to happen sooner or later. That is going to come crashing down because all of us get older. Every single one of us do. And you know, you you know when you really see it when you look at some of these Hollywood celebrities who were some of the hottest looking people in the '80s, '70s, '80s, '90s, and now you see them and it's like, holy shit, I can see that you've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it just doesn't look natural. No. And, and you think to yourself sometimes when you see these celebrities, like, my God, don't they look in the mirror? Like, what are they doing themselves? They don't. They, don't, they have a, a distorted view of themselves because they identified so strongly with how they looked when they were they're in their allowing 20s.
3: other people to influence you know, their decision-making as far as what's going to make them look
2: better. Well, their worth, worth that they've allowed, they've allowed this to happen to themselves now. Their entire worth was based on how they looked. When they were in their twenties, and now that they're in their forties and fifties and you know sixties, um, well, what are they worth now? Because it's going to go away uh, until they invent a magic you know pill that literally stops the aging process and makes you look a particular way all the time forever. This is something you're going to have to face. And by the way, when they invent that pill, that m- might be a bad thing uh, for some reasons because I think there's a lot to learn from not identifying always with you know how you look uh, all the time. Um, and it's you know, it's again. I know this message is going a little bit off of of what we're you know the question, which was how you bounce back. But I think it's 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 strongly related. Um, if you find yourself and you're just a fanatical neurotic uh, individual in this particular sense, um, scheduling some time off. And I know this will motivate you. This is the only reason why I'm saying it. Scheduling some time off will help you get better gains too. So look at it from that point of view. And once you get that time off, uh, that might give you the break. That you need to be able to change that relationship to exercise a little bit, and then you'll be able to move past it.
0: Amy Marie six two five nine bought Maps Anabolic, asked her uh, her trainer to run her through it, and he was offended.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she's wondering how does she handle oh. this?
1: Of course, I, I. You know what? I would be surprised if any trainer wouldn't be.
2: You got to be. I would. You know, yeah, if I could
1: think of when I was a trainer 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I think it's very, I, I mean, man, if you got one that's, that's not, an that's, ego check, that's pretty know? fucking it cool. Is. If you have a trainer, more than likely he listens to the show if if you yeah. have a trainer that did that. I mean, I don't, If that'd be that'd be the only way I think I would, right? If I was a trainer, I listened to Mind Pump and they brought that, which I think we've had some people that have, have been in this situation. Otherwise, you know, that's, and I'm trying to think of a, a simple analogy of what that would be like because... You know, you hired that trainer to program design for you and run you through a program, and then you say, "Hey, uh, I I think I respect these guys more in their opinion."
3: <laughs> hey, what you've been doing is
1: is stupid. Yeah. No, I, right? So uh, I heard
3: about this. Yeah, awesome.
1: I th- I think that um, it would definitely take a trainer with huge open minded. I think the key if you are going to do this. So those of you that are looking to hire a personal trainer is. And this is where a trainer would do this, and I guarantee I would too, is if you hired me on this by saying that this is part of the deal. That's the premise. Yeah, Yeah. this is part of the deal is that, hey, I've purchased this program. I, I, I don't feel comfortable with doing it on my own. I need a tra- I need. a I would like a professional eye to watch my mechanics and mm-hmm. to help me with this, but I want to go through this program and I would like to hire you to do that. Would you be willing to do that? And yeah. no, Every trainer will say yes to that because he needs the business and he needs money to do that. Plus, that just made his job 10 times easier I know. that he doesn't have to write a program. So I would love somebody back in the days to have came up and, and gave me this unless I totally disagreed with the program, which you're, any smart trainer is not going to disagree agree with anything that we've created. So you would have to do that. Now, if you had already hired a trainer, you've had this trainer for months in, months out, and you've been listening to MindPub at the same time, and then you bring this program to them and then you tell them that, hey, I don't want to do what we've been doing. I want to do this instead. That's going to be kind of tough. Yeah. Just, just,
2: hmm. wa- just go up to fi- find your trainer and say, hey, look, I have this program. I need, you t- I need somebody to take me through it. And this is the program I want to follow um and they they won't turn you down they're going to want to have a client or you know some might but most probably won't um the other thing too is once you're doing a program and you identify some of the concepts within that program and you're with a trainer so let's say you've been with a trainer for a while you enroll in one of our programs you see some of the concepts the the base concepts of them like phasing the workouts you know training within different rep ranges trigger sessions or mobility sessions or focus sessions uh, bring those up. Bring the concepts up, and ask your trainer. Hey, you know, can we try training for three weeks within a phase that does something like this, or you know, within a phase that works within uh, you know this this a- adapt- this particular adaptation? Or how about on the days off, I want to incorporate some of these types of exercises in in a, in, a, in a you know I've learned something called a trigger session concept. And kind of work with your trainer. The problem is you're you're dealing with uh, just like everybody. Anytime anytime you deal with any professional, there's going to be an ego involved.
3: Yeah, there's always going to be an ego. And I I feel like you know if you present it in the right way, like you know I, I really heard great things about this, and I'm I'm very curious about this, and you kind of just walk them through it and like, how would this, you know, how could we individualize this with me? They talk a lot about individualizing it. I know you have great ideas and then like kind of get them to spin their brain as far as like, oh, I see this workout, but we could do it this way because of what we've already accomplished with you so far. And, uh, just sort of get them more involved before you, you kind of get, you know, some pushback.
2: Yeah. I think at some point somehow we're going to have to figure out a way to, maybe you know i don't know how we're going to do this but have like maps authorized uh you know trainers or some Uh kind of a process where they either get certified or whatever so then if you are wanting to do a program but you want to go the extra extra distance by having someone actually train you personally um that you could look from a list of trainers who understand the concepts have been through the programs and then they can individualize uh, the programs for you because as well as we've designed each program, we still have designed them for you know the masses. We put a lot of uh, flexibility within them for you to modify them. But if you're a beginner uh, and you're working with a good trainer who understands the concepts and knows how to individualize, that's the best, right? That's the yeah. best possible scenario. But I, I think I would like to create so – I don't know how we would possibly do that. You know what I well,
1: mean? Well, I mean I think that's – <sighs> There's some, I have some ideas on that because imagine if this trainer had already listened to 50 plus episodes of Mind Pump and she had, I mean, that would be awesome, right? That he Mm -hmm. could take. Maps and I know we have some people. We definitely have. i have got
2: quite a few trainers. Yeah, yeah I've,
1: yeah, I've had quite a few, and tell me that they they run maps on all their clients now, and they and that's exactly what they do is they yeah they modify they it takes, very specific. Yeah, take slight modification, and that's really a that how we intended this. So exactly, hopefully, uh you know, if you you didn't offend him him or her too much, that you can get them listening to Mind Pump because I don't know a single I don't know one trainer that has listened to five episodes. And that's kind of what I tell people. Listen to five episodes. Because you never know. You might run into like, you know, Vajazzle as your first episode. (laughs) And people might judge us and go like, fuck these guys. They don't know what they're talking about. They talk about sparkly (laughs) vaginas all day. This guy is not going to write my program. So I normally tell people to listen to, hey, listen, listen to five episodes if, if, you listen at least
2: to, one of them will be fitness. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> at least one <laughs> of those episodes will will probably yeah, touch. Look in the titles. Yeah, will probably hit home for uh, even a trainer. So I highly recommend you know getting, getting someone to, to listen to at least five episodes. Once they've put five episodes underneath their belt, most and all people are like, wow, okay, I need to listen to more. And then I get where these guys are coming from. And so hopefully uh, your trainer helps you out. But I mean, don't forget too. You're the one that paid for you're the consumer. You are the consumer and you, you paid for your personal trainer and you know, it is, it probably would be um, a tough thing to do if you come in asking it. But I think if you, as a consumer say, this is what I want, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do it. You know, they'll, they'll definitely, they have to do it. And, you know, going forward before you re-sign any contracts or continue on with any trainers and anybody that's listening right now that may be considering getting a trainer, because I do have some clients that um are all about maps but they're a little intimidated because they just they're they've never really trained with weights they've never squatted before with a barbell they've never done a deadlift and so they want that feeling of I feel safe because I have a trainer who's watching me 100% I highly recommend you getting the program and then approaching a trainer you know if you can afford to do that that's like that's the best, right there. I mean, if you can afford to get our programming and then still be able to pay for a personal trainer, because trainers are not cheap. So I understand how that that could be tough for a lot of people. But man, that's a that's a win all the way around is to have a professional eye watching your mechanics while they're taking you through something that's programmed like maps. Yeah,
2: I'd say the second best thing you could do is uh, we have a forum that we you know it's a private forum, but we get people all the time who post. Pictures and videos of themselves doing right. exercises. I would let and your. Tra- there may
3: be somebody in your area. I would
2: right? let your trainer our in our
1: forum for free, just so you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so to help
1: to help you out for sure. I would to help you out, Amy. If you and if your trainer is open minded enough, we should do a campaign. We would like that. right. Like, if yeah, exactly. If you have a trainer, if you have a
3: trainer, and he's open to it or she's open to it. You know, we would love to have them in our forum and be a part of our community uh you know well, there's already to a the
2: ton dance. we yeah. already have a ton of trainers on that's there that's why i'm i'm totally we open do. to I'm doing on, that yeah, for sure. A, but i a, i mean even for someone who can't afford a trainer uh that would be the that would be the the closest right the closest next step would be to be able to be on a forum like that where you can you know i can't afford a trainer but hey i belong on this forum with lots of trainers on right. there including the mind pump host or whatever then they, you know you can post you know videos and stuff of your uh you know, what exercises you're doing and people can critique your form. And I'll tell you what, uh, before I can even get on and answer these questions, when people post these videos, usually there's a good three or four other trainers that have gone on there and broken it down, uh, as well, um, as I can. So uh, it's actually pretty impressive, but that would be the next step. Mm -hmm. Other than, other than that, I mean, look, I tell you what, if you've been with a trainer for a long period of time and you can pretty much, in your mind, write down the exercises and body parts you're going to work out and whatever each workout every time you go in. It might be time to train, you know, switch training, uh, switch your trainers. If you, you know, get hurt or don't feel good and the trainer's not the first person you want to call, it might be a time, it might be time to switch trainers. So, yeah, re- reevaluate it. Yeah, those are two of the kind of litmus tests I tell people. So, uh, aside from that, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, we will give you a free. Mind Pump t shirt. Also, don't forget to check out all of our programs at mindpumpmedia.com. This month, we're giving away free guides uh, and free t shirts with the enrollment of any of our bundles. And you can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin's at Mind Pump Justin, and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs.